Well, thanks. It is great to be here with you this morning. Now, today the plan was to be a little bit different. You may notice that the kids are in with us. So we haven't separated them out for their own program. You guys get to stay with us. But I will say, kids, if you do feel that you kind of... I'm going to try to make it interesting for you guys to hang in there with us today. Uh, but if you do feel that you just need a little break, I did put over there some paper and some puzzles and some textures and pencils. So you feel free to just zip over there and zip back as you feel. Is that okay? Us too. <laughs> no, no, sorry, Ron. <laughs> I had to think about that one. No. Actually, and I'm until Ben, you don't count for that one either, okay? You've got to stay. Um, but those who are under 12, if you feel like just zipping over there when you're fading out and trying to... Are you 12? Okay, that's all right. Um, so, as I said, today will be a little bit different to perhaps what you normally expected and I will do a few different things. And one of those is that I'd like to start with a game just to illustrate a point. Is that okay? All right, and it's... Um, because the theme, actually I should put it on the screen. Let me just get this ready. Let's see if I can put the theme on the screen here. Is it up there? I've just lost my remote. Okay, so the theme for this is Hungry Thirsty. So, can you guess what sort of a game I'm going to start with? Something to do with food. Yes, a taste testing game. So I need three volunteers. Hey! <laughs> Ah, there was three hands right there, one, two, three in the middle. Can you guys come out here? And um, so what I will do for these three volunteers, actually I won't tell them until they're committed. Maybe I'll wait till they, they, come, they come right out here. Yeah, so come on down here. I know it's the roasted spider. Now what's your name? Megan. Megan. Giovanni. And Lucy. Lucy. Okay, so what I'm going to do is give you each a blindfold. And then, so I'll blindfold you, and then I'm going to get two different tastes that don't normally go together and mix them together. No, no roasted spiders. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> and see if you can guess what the two different tastes are. Is that okay? Alright. So, and if you, I've got a prize for you if you get it too. So, first of all, you need the blindfolds. So, let's see if I can blindfold you here. Alright, can you see anything yet? No. Alright, cool. Just tie that on. All right. Okay, how many fingers am I holding up? Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see how this works. Can you see? No. You can't see? All right, let me try this. How many fingers am I holding up? Okay, cool. All right. All right, just, yeah, that's it. Don't worry. Okay. I wondered if that's like, you know in a multiple choice where you always answer C? I wonder if it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can you see? No. Okay. All right. Uh, now, I won't do the, thing, the test on you. Okay. So the first one, I'm going to mix two different tastes together. See if you can get this correct. So, don't call it out. No, it'll be yummy. Don't worry. All right. So, the idea is that they're two tastes that don't normally go together. All right. So, uh, oh, actually, just in case, essential piece of equipment. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, have a bite of that. <laughs> there we go. Just try it. Give it, give it a taste. Just right there. Right there. That's it. You'll be fine. Well, there you go. Bite into it. It's an ice cream cone. Well, just. Oh, whoops. Yeah, just bite it and see what, what's on it. They're on this side here. Yeah, bite that. Oh, I know what it is. What is it? Tomato sauce. And I, you are correct. Well done. Give her a clap. Good shot. All right. Don't take yours off. Okay. Next one. Going to go for one of these. Oh, you can smell it. <laughs> yeah, that's, all right. Now we'll just go for some of this. <laughs> okay, that didn't. That, uh, that actually had. It, everyone just say, "Oh, yum." There we go. <laughs> okay. So we'll just add a bit of this to that. All right. Now just open up your mouth. You ready? Put your hands down. Just, open up your mouth. Just flick it. Just flick it. Open up your mouth. Just flick it. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of trouble getting you to eat this. But yeah, you haven't eaten the other bit yet. Hang on, you've got to actually eat it. Uh, open up. There we go. Oh, hang on, I missed it. Gotcha. Oh, you dropped it down your top. Did you work out what it was? Done. Good job. Okay, you can take your blindfold off. The last one. Let's go for some of this. Now you've got it. That's it. So. All right. So this one should be a bit more pleasant. Okay. All right. See how this goes. All right, open up. I couldn't put mine I thought it was going to go a bit better. And what was that? Damn. All right, give a clap to our three contestants. Thank you. Take three. Thank you. Now, the, um, the point that I had to that one was about the tastes that don't normally go together and it's about eating things that you, well, maybe shouldn't. Now, let me give you a video clip to give you an example. Have a look at this. We were famous for some Okay, that's from the movie Cloudy with Meatballs. 
and they're all just eating sardines and you just feel like they're eating the wrong stuff. And um, sometimes that's what we do. We eat the wrong stuff. Now, of course, as I told you, my kids aged five and three, so we go to a lot of birthday parties and uh, maybe a month or so ago, we were at a birthday party and the person had made unbelievable yummy stuff. There were these skewers of fruit that had this beautiful fresh fruit on it and all sorts of strawberries and yummy things and you look at the little toddler and what are they eating? Sand. (laughs) (laughs) So all this yummy fruit's been left and this little toddler just sitting in the sand pit nearby just stuffing sand in his mouth. Sometimes we eat the wrong things. We fill up on the wrong stuff. So that is one of the... Well, that's what I want to talk about this morning about eating the wrong stuff because... uh, Sometimes we fill our stomach with the wrong things and, yes, it is a cupcake. And sometimes we fill our lives with the wrong things. And the question, you know, that I want us to think about is um, what happens when you fill your life with the wrong stuff? How do you feel after you've... um, (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that is. It's funny, that isn't it? We've got um, we've got an intern with us um, who's uh, what is he? Seventeen, and when we're travelling around going to schools, he always wants to stop at McDonald's. Now, of course, for me, I eat a, uh, a burger at McDonald's, and I feel that grease in my stomach. And there's something else apart from that big blob of grease in, in your stomach. What else is there that you, that you feel? Still hungry. Exactly, and, and that's the point I want to raise. Now, I've got a drama. And I need some more volunteers. I need two readers and a few actors. So, which, would you like to be an actor? Okay, let's come. So I have the script for those who would like to just read. So you can be one act, actor one, right here. Okay, another volunteer. Did you volunteer for the game? You look familiar. You haven't had a go yet. Alright, so let's see. Actually, I need two adults to do the reading. Who would like, all you have to do is read. Who would like, who would like to be a reader for me? Okay, reader one. Great. Okay, there is your script and I will tell you when to read your line, okay? And I need a, a lady as well who would like to. Excellent. Now, um, actually if we could swap positions, readers over near the microphone, actors down here. Alright. Now, here is your script and I'll tell, you wh- I'll tell you when to read your line. I'll do the narrator bit. Now, the way we're going to do this is that the lady in this drama experiences a few emotions and what I'm going to do is so that you really feel how she's feeling and get these guys to act it out, okay? So, they're going to act the emotion that the character's feeling. These guys are just going to read the lines. Got it? Okay, so we're going to practice the emotions. You got it? So you have to you know, put your hands by your side and try and look deadpan at the moment, like nothing's going on. Got it? No smiles. No smiles. Alright, you ready? So, first thing you need to act out is startled. Can you act startled? I thought that looked more like a monster movie, but never mind. <laughs> okay, let's try disbelief, like you just can't believe it. Okay, not bad. Now, if you giggle, I'll have to get a new actor. So you got <laughs> Good. Alright, now can you act out confused? Good. Now, the puppy dog eyes pleading like he really wants something. 
good. Now, this one's a bit trickier. I'm not sure you'll get this one. This one's defensive. Well, that, not quite that. That's kind of a bit more offensive. So, what you need to do, imagine that someone is getting you in trouble and you're guilty and you just want to kind of crawl into a hole. That's how you need to look for that one without actually going anywhere. Yeah, okay, good. All right. And last one, again, shock. Mouth open, hands please, on your face. I think we're back to the monster movie. Okay, all right. So, they're the emotions of the character. So, I'll start. <clears throat> on a typical hot day, in the middle of the day, when no one else was around, a lady who we'll call Josie went to get some water. She was hoping not to be seen. No one around. Looks clear. When she arrived at the well, she started to lower her bucket. Hello? And she, hang on, wait for it. She looked very startled. Look startled. What? <laughs> Hello. Would you mind getting me a drink? When she heard that, she just couldn't believe it. Disbelief. I can't believe you're even talking to me. Shouldn't you hate me like the rest of your people? If you knew me, you, you would ask me for a drink. A drink that would make you never thirsty again. At that, she was very confused. confused? You don't even have a bucket. Where are you going to get this mystical water? The water I give is like a flowing mountain that gives life, that goes on forever. Yeah, that's a, that's a fountain. Oh, fountain. Yeah, cool. Mountain. Mountain. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's, that's okay. We can have the flowing fountain from a mountain. From a mountain. All right, good. Okay. The lady, she wanted this pleading puppy dog look. Can I have some? Let's talk about your life. Now, this is the defensive bit where you look like you're in trouble, okay? But you can't go anywhere, you just, but you look like you wish you could hide. Can you try that? Hmm. My life? Yes, you've been going from one bloke to the next, looking for more out of life and never finding it. <laughs> how, how do you know? Are you some sort of religious guru? My family's church is just down there. Actually, we missed the shock bit before that, so look shocked. <laughs> okay, good. All right. It doesn't matter where your church is. The only thing that matters is your relationship with, to God. When Josie realised who she was talking to, she ran through the town telling everyone to come and meet Jesus. Now, joy. All right, give a clap to our actors and readers. Thank you very much. Okay, and thank you to the comment from the middle of the person who said, I'm in trouble, which I imagine... Yeah, I got, I got that. You didn't know about that other life, did you? Okay, you probably recognise that story as the um, woman at the well. And you'll see even in the script, there's probably a little bit of a translation of what was happening in the story. That this lady was always thirsty. Always thirsty, never satisfied in life. She always wanted more and she was looking in the wrong spot. She was like the toddler at the birthday party when all the beautiful fruit is there eating sand. She just kept going to the wrong place. 
And Jesus says, when she arrives at the well, I could give you some water that would make that would mean you would never thirst again. And she's like, I want that. And then it turns back around to her life. Let's talk about your life. My life? Constantly searching for something in life, constantly being thirsty, just like at McDonald's when you eat that burger and you feel, oh, that was the wrong thing, and you're still hungry. Here's another example from a movie, same kind of thing. Okay, now I must say, that's a boring movie, which I ended up fast-forwarding most of when I watched it. (laughs) But the trailer was fascinating because the trailer showed this lady who talks about very much like the woman at the well, how she goes from one bloke to the next bloke to the next bloke and she just says, my life is empty. And I think the first thing that it says is something missing in your life was the first word that came up in that part of the trailer. And then she said, I used to have this appetite for food and for life. And her solution was what? What was her solution? Travel. Yeah, so she was just going to go travel. She wanted just to see something that she would marvel at and be awed at. And you've got a picture of, I think, Colosseum. And she was going to go to Bali, probably see some beautiful beaches, some amazing scenery and just say, wow. And then she was going to eat lots of yummy food and hopefully meet some interesting people. And she was going to fill up on those things. Filling up on travel, filling up on adventure, filling up on awe and wonder at beautiful scenery and probably that movie ended by saying it was all fine but you know what, when people do that, same thing as the woman in the well, still thirsty, still hungry. So, you may actually have heard of the story of Solomon. Solomon was the guy who had it all. He had absolutely everything and you can see the verse that's on the screen that says the end result of having everything. He was reportedly the richest person in history. He had more gold than just about anyone else. Palace lined in gold, everything covered in gold. He had massive armies, horses and chariots and collection of wives and and more. He had absolutely everything you could possibly want, success, knowledge, popularity, power and at the end of it he says I'm still hungry. I've seen it all and everything is just as senseless as chasing the wind. You've seen the the kids book, uh, this kids book, The Very Hungry Caterpillar and what happens um, after each time that he eats the first few things? He gets fatter. He gets fatter at the end, you're right. But after he eats, the th- actually let me show you, this. Here's, the, here's the first things he eats. So what's the first thing? Alright, so I'll point to each one and, and then I want you to say, but he was still hungry. Can you do that? Okay, so I don't know what day it starts on, but I think it's kind of, it might be Monday. So on Monday, he ate through one strawberry. And he was still hungry. On Tuesday, he ate through one piece of watermelon. And he was still hungry. Uh, Looks like Wednesday's a blueberry. A plum. A plum. Thank you. 
<laughs> Have you got kids? What age? What age? One. Okay, cool. Right, good. So, more recent for you. Uh, okay, so on Wednesday he ate through one plum. Thursday looks like a piece of salami. Yeah, yeah I got it. And? He still and then a sausage. He still a lemon. He still piece of cheese. He still Orange. He still Apple. He still a lollipop. He still Ice cream. He still okay, and you get the idea. And then he ends up being a big fat caterpillar in the end. Um, but uh, Solomon was a bit of that case. He was just still hungry all the time. So he got lots of money, he got lots of success, he got lots of um, popularity, he got lots of women and he just got lots of everything and each time he was still hungry. Now I think there's a difference between the woman in the well and Solomon and it's, and it's a difference with a lot of people in life. One's worked it out and one it's been pointed out to possibly hadn't worked it out and kept searching. And you find that there are a lot of people who get to the point of realising this search isn't ending in me being satisfied with life and there are other people who just keep searching, keep trying, keep trying the wrong stuff. And I think the difference between the woman in the world before Jesus makes it clear to her and Solomon is the same difference that you see in a lot of people in our world today, the ones who keep searching and the ones who realised that this isn't going to work. So, you know, I saw an interview with Madonna. Do you know Madonna, the singer? And uh, in that interview with Madonna, Madonna was explaining one of her songs and she said something similar to Solomon. She said the song was about the fact that fame, success and popularity don't bring you happiness. And then after that she said, I can say that because I know because I've been striving for them for 20 years. And in fact, she succeeded. And that's the difference between Solomon and the woman in the well. That's the difference between many people in our world searching. Those who get all the things they're looking for realise that when they get there, they don't satisfy. They're still hungry. But those who don't get there, those who don't achieve all the success and all the fame and all the money, they just keep searching because they think that when they get there, it'll just be satisfying. There's the difference between Solomon and that woman. That's the difference between many people. The question is, when they, people do come to the realisation that they keep searching in the wrong area and, it's, and I'm still hungry, what do they do then? In that movie we just saw, it was a case of that, so she just found something else to search for. I've been searching for this and I'm thinking this is going to make me satisfied and this will really fill up my life, but I've, after all this time I've found out it doesn't, I'll try something else but very often still hungry. So, the problem is, and I think, that many people who have a relationship with God still live out a similar kind of way without really realising it. It's like I have this relationship with God, but I still want this stuff. I still want a big TV or all the latest gadgets or a nice car or the biggest house, or success, or the fabulous romance, but still, still hungry. 
if we're honest to ourselves, if we were asked the question, what will satisfy us in life, very often when we're, when we're in the church and we, and we know God, we'd say, God. But sometimes we still live like that. I can actually remember when I was at uni, I think I was living that way. When I was, uni, I had a relationship, when I was at uni, I had a relationship with God and if someone had asked me what satisfies in life, I would have said uh, my relationship with God. I was doing ministry. I loved God. But that's probably not, I probably wasn't looking to God for my real joy in life. Do you know what I did in uni? I probably, well, I should have got a degree in basketball. I just played basketball all the time. I didn't actually. I got a degree in um, a Bachelor of Arts and a Diploma of Education, but anyway, and nothing to do with sport. But I just played basketball all the time. And with my mates, we always talked about basketball and um, I often thought about basketball. It was like I was, in my mind, I was saying, God is my source and satisfaction and fills me up but I was living it out as all of the fun I was having by playing sport. And, it, and nothing wrong with sport, but it became virtually an idol for me. And I think probably more Christians do that with relationships. They would say God is, they would realise in their head, God is the one that really satisfies. God is the one that helps us, you know, coming to him means I'll be never hungry and thirsty again. But we live it out in our mind thinking, oh, I've just got to get that relationship right and then I'll be really happy. Tricky one. So, here's a verse that helps us kind of work this out. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. That's a bit of a tricky combination, isn't it? Because um, we've got blessed is... Um, taste and see that the Lord is good, blesses the man who takes refuge in him. Why is refuge coupled with tasting God? Think about that. When you're really in trouble in life, where do you go? Where do you take refuge? And it's a similar kind of thing we were just talking about. We could have a relationship with God, but when we're really stressed, we could take refuge in all sorts of places, like chocolate. We can... Um, have a relationship with God, but when we're really in trouble, we can take refuge in some other form of escapism like movies or books, all things that are good. The question is, where do I take my refuge? When I'm really stressed, where do I go? And what is it that I really look for to satisfy my soul? It's a tricky thing. This panda looks contented, does he not? And um, this verse from Philippians is about is from Paul. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Actually, I'm glad you're over there. Just before we get there, actually, kids, can I give you a challenge just in the last few minutes? If you are under 12, that bit of paper over there, could you make two columns and draw a picture or make a list of things that are good to fill your life up with and things that are not so good. Could you do that for me? And then come back to me and show me the list? Alright, just draw a picture or write a list. What should you fill your life up with? Big line down the middle, two columns, and then we'll get you to come back and show us. Is that okay? Yeah, I think they're into the task. Alright. Okay, so we're looking at this verse, and um, this one from Philippians. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation 
I am to be content. Tricky, tricky verse. We look at Paul, Paul's example, and we say, oh man, this, this guy's impressive, wasn't he? You see how single-mindedly he was about knowing God and about serving God. And he, he writes to say, well, whatever the need I have, I'm, I'm content. I'm content in God. So even if I've got nothing, I'm still content. And that is this tricky thing that, that I was talking about before, that we can have a relationship with God but still look to other things to make us happy, to satisfy us, to deep down in us. Paul got past that and sometimes the only way we can know whether we're past it is if everything's stripped away and that's a real harsh thing to happen and not not something you would want but every now and again you hear a story from someone that experiences that where all the things are stripped away and they're just left with their relationship to God and they have to um, say, is this enough? Am I satisfied? Am I content? Am I filled? Is my life full? And that's a real tricky thing. Possibly something that we um, should reflect on. Maybe, in fact, what I thought I'd do, just for a minute, while the kids are writing up a list of what to fill our lives up with, uh, is just have a, just a moment of reflection. In fact, I might even pray, not finishing yet, just yet, but just a moment of reflection to say, what am I really hanging my contentment on life on? Are there other things? And what if things were stripped away? What if I lost my family members? What if I lost my job? What if even if I lost my possession or my health? Would I still be able to, like Paul, say, no matter what the circumstances, I've learnt to be content? Tricky little thing. So I just thought just a couple of minutes of quiet contemplation and I'll pray and then we'll pick up the next little bit in it after a few minutes. So I'll just pray first and then we can think about it. Lord, this is a real challenge. We, um, we love those things. We love our family. We might even love our house and our stuff. We might even love our job and the relationships we have and the relationships are just so important to us. And we know that you don't want to just strip those things away for being mean or anything. But Lord, we want to come to you and experience what you told that woman at the well about never being thirsty again. Lord, we don't want to be like Solomon and the hungry caterpillar that keeps trying things and is always hungry. So Lord, I just pray that as we reflect that we can continue to grow in you and continue to respond and come closer to you and rely on you so that we don't actually have to realise that those things, we don't actually have to have those things stripped away to realise that you are, uh, you are our bread and our water. Just a few moments now to reflect on where you're up to.
Okay. Now, just a few, um, few more, well, one more thought to finish off with. And uh, I want to give you another verse with a picture of some nice, healthy stuff. Um, <clears throat> another one from Philippians. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is no, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And that's talking about some good input and we're talking about filling our life up with the right stuff to finish off with. And one of the real keys that I think that helps us know where we're heading with this whole thing is what's happening in our mind, where our imagination goes. You know, this thing with contentment, if we get a lot of input in terms of, say, the media, you get all these competitions thrown at you, win a car, and the first thing that happens in your mind is, oh, I'd love to have that car, or win this, and you instantly go, oh, that'd be awesome, I'd love to have that, and your imagination starts to go with it. So what tends to happen when you are looking for your satisfaction in life in other places is that your imagination is going to that direction. If you're thinking relationships are going to be the thing to really hit it for you and that's going to fill your soul, then your imagination will head in that direction. So a real key indicator of where we're going with that is what's happening in our thoughts and our imagination. So this verse I think is very important about filling our mind up with the right stuff and really handbraking our thoughts if they start heading down that direction. So the last thing to think on is what am I going to fill my life up with? What am I going to fill my life up in terms of what I'm doing, what my activities are, what my thoughts are, all sorts of things. Even I guess what your food is. Now, did you guys over there manage to make a list for me? Things, things to... Just writing one more thing? Okay, can you bring the list over and, and tell us what you've got? See what they came up with. Some pearls of wisdom from the kids. What are some good things to fill your life up with? Bring it over. Okay, so come just step behind here, behind the microphone, and actually now I might help bring it out here. Now, actually, can you hold that in? All right, so just still on. Yep. Good. Now, could you tell us what you've got on the bad side? What not to fill your life up with? Um, sinning, doing bad things. Disobeying God, worshipping idols, cheating, and disobeying rules. Okay. <laughs> yep, so we've got here all the bad stuff, hurting people, disobeying, murder, cheating, killing, hating people, worshipping idols. Now, on the good side, these things to fill your life up with. We have... No? Um, reading the Bible, praying, only worshipping God, going to church, obeying God, obeying rules and praising God. I think they deserve a clap, don't you? Great job. Okay, you guys can head back over if you like. Did you guys, are you just randomly drawing pictures or did you do the same thing? They're just drawing, okay. Cool, thanks. 
Don't you love it when your friends dob you in? Okay, well, that's the last thought I'd like to leave us with this morning about what we fill our lives up with, so I might just pray one more time and then hand it back over for the next, whatever's happening on camp. Well, thanks this morning, thanks for the fun theme of um, Hungry Thirsty. Lord, we want to be really hungry for you and uh, I pray that you really develop in us a real hunger for you to fill our lives up with with your scriptures, to fill our lives up with praying and, and a real desire to get to know you. Amen.